0: Everyone, I'm Nomsa,
1: and I'm Porsche.
0: Welcome to "Assume It Will Be
1: Brilliant," the Shondaland Stand Podcast. Hi, Nomsa. Hi, Porsche. How are you?
0: I'm good, and you?
1: I'm good. Uh, welcome, everyone, to our what is this? Our fourth episode? Yeah, very exciting, and it is going to be all about the is depiction the right word but the, let me say it for now and then you can come in and correct me um like the depiction or the approach to dealing with issues related to social justice in Grace Anatomy.
0: Yeah yeah I think that's
1: that's good. Yeah so you and I have talked about this quite a bit and in general we feel like as time has gone by sometimes it's become quite contrived, especially in the last two or three seasons. Um, It's felt very like forced and performative. And I think it's because they're trying to be of the times and topical, right? And speaking to an Mm -hmm. issue because it's happening in real time. Whereas before these issues would sort of like arise organically, even though it was with some level of drama, right? Like for Mm -hmm. instance, when, um, Bailey had to do surgery on the Nazi.
0: Yeah. I also think these, what I think I felt a bit in the later seasons as well um, is it feels a bit like they're trying to sort of name an issue mm-hmm. um, f- and then fix it in that one episode. Right. And, you know, almost like we can solve this, -hmm. Like, you know, come up with the answer and solve it. And, or or maybe just like over dramatize um, something in a specific episode Mm -hmm. with it feeling out of place of where Grace is in general. Um, And not feel it's not feeling as organic as it may be used to.
1: Right. Or if they're not sort of like trying to fix the issue immediately. They're trying to do advocacy and education about the issue, like in 40 minutes, right? For everything. Yes. And so yeah. we've discussed how like it's kind of odd. And I've I've seen this as well in station 19, where you know, they're firefighters or their doctors, but then suddenly they're like giving statistics, you know? Yes. In the middle of their monologues, which wasn't how they used to approach this stuff before. It always used to be so grounded. In the patient, right? Or in, yeah, in the illness that was happening in the, in the specificity of the lives of the patients or of doctors, right? It would come up and they would navigate it like a human being.
0: Um,
1: Yeah. But now they sort of like I mean, recently remember when Maggie was talking to Owen about what happened with uh, what's glasses' boyfriend's name? Nico The Asian patient. Yeah, with Nico, with Nico, um, and they missed something because uh, Asians have a predisposition to the illness. Yes, and then yes. you know, Owen is sort of doing his like white guilt thing and you know, Maggie is all like, Here are the statistics on like black maternal health or like healthcare in the system and it just felt as we say earlier, kind of contrived and out of nowhere. And I know you took particular issue with Winston getting pulled over when he was moving to oh. Seattle.
0: For me, most of season 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i not trying to pick on that season, but a lot of it felt, um, you know, when it just feels like, it used to feel like we were looking into, because um, uh, they told a lot of these stories through their patients before, mm-hmm. and it felt like it was a window into a patient, like patient's life. It was just this moment in that in that patient's life, mm-hmm. but you, they were telling you that my life is bigger than this moment of this this illness, or whatever I've got right. this life, or whatever. Whereas now it feels a bit like sometimes we're watching the news. I just there was there was that moment um, just to take back Maggie mm-hmm. and um, Miranda was sitting, this is in season 17 on a bench, earlier oh, season yes. 17. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about COVID and all the statistics of how black mm-hmm. people are dying the most from COVID and the most under-resourced and all of that. And yes, it's true. And of course, I mean, it is something that needs to be highlighted, but I think the way in which they did it. And you know, another thing that I think maybe irks me a little bit is that it had to be Maggie and Bailey speaking about it mm. as if it couldn't have been Teddy and Owen mm. or mm. it couldn't have been Schmitz and um, Schmidt's friend. Um, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, You know, it just couldn't have been anyone – it had to be the two black women that were giving us these, you know, statistics. Um, Which would make
1: for more interesting television, actually, is like – Which
0: would make for more interesting television. Um, And it also doesn't then feel like, I don't know, like these two black women that are, you know – Mm-hmm. sort of being used for a specific purpose in that moment is what I felt. And it's the same thing I felt with Winston, like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. the, that um him being pulled over. Mm-hmm. It just, oh, and it I was mean... in the same time. And I think it was the same episode as the BLM march marches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, really is all of this happening right now that he's, being pulled over, and we must be scared and worried, and we must watch Maggie do this overacting mm-hmm. <laughs> about.
1: And I'm sorry, and I'm Winston, just... and Winston. I don't yeah, and listen. Winston. Let me just say, in case they ever hear this, like to the actors, like I'm sure you're all are really like wonderful, good people, you know. And I thank you for what you bring to the show. But I have to say your season 17 performances like have left me just like cringe vibes, you know, that smiley emoji with the teeth, you know, like, <laughs> and I say this as someone who's not in the arena, I'm not an actor. So feel free to ignore
0: me. <laughs> of course, absolutely. Please ignore us.
1: <laughs>
0: However. Yeah. And there's a very much, a, it feels very much like there's an agenda mm-hmm. and, Here's the thing. I, Mm -hmm. to be clear, I agree with the agenda. Mm -hmm. You see, and I think that's like it makes it difficult to critique it because it's like, no, I agree. I agree Mm -hmm. with everything they're saying, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm there. But it's just at the same time, I still want to be watching Grey's Anatomy for compelling story storytelling mm-hmm. and I want to be watching the news for the news. Mm-hmm. And if they happen to sort of be telling a story that is um, also in the news, I want it to still feel um like a, like a story like it's someone's life someone's lived experience and not just you know they're reading me the stats of women yeah. in dying in hospitals because of lack of patient care or whatever it is which is all real and true but there's mm-hmm. a difference in the way um you know we can share that that story mm-hmm. and the way we can tell the stats
1: exactly and it's we were saying before when we were planning this, um, like I sort of did a riff on the on the saying like putting the cart before the horse. And we said like they, they keep putting the moral before the horse, <laughs> but we couldn't yes. find the right word for what we meant by horse. Yeah, it's but it's precisely what you're saying. It's like they've they've come through agenda first, which we already know. Like Grace, you have always been at the at the front line, right? Of being like progressive and considerate and representing all types of people mm-hmm. and speaking to all sorts of issues right but now it just feels like every day you've got to teach us something as opposed to show us something yes you know yes. and what's funny is 17 years in i think most people watching are like already on board with this you know so yeah. bring back the 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 pacing and the complexity like i will never forget the episode with the school shooter And I remember thinking it was such a brilliant flourish, and not really a flourish. That also diminishes what they were doing. It was such brilliant, complex storytelling to center the mother of the shooter. You know, Mm. to make things complex because there she was. Be and the same thing. Remember when they brought brought in the death row prisoner? Yeah, that was a serial killer, right? Where they would do that, they would present you with like something that is on the face of it an uncomplex, you know, issue that you can moralize about, like bad guy doesn't deserve treatment, right? You know, and let's make him even worse than you think it is. But let's also put, put in there somebody who is like oh but i'm thinking about my duty as a medical person and i still have empathy sympathy for the devil i even think that episode was called you know which yes. is sort of a sentiment i really relate to because i i just always think like yeah there's like really awful people in the world but i don't i can't imagine that when they were babies you know what i mean they were babies at some yes. point they didn't plan to be awful so like what happened and i'm interested in the realistic humanity of that you know what i mean like the fact that yes. we're not so far away than being like that other thing that we so deeply abhor, you know? Yeah. And yeah, they're just not doing that anymore.
0: I mean, that's a very good, um, good episode. And, and it's, you know, there's something we also spoke about, about, um, in the planning of this in, Mm. I mean, a lot of the now thing is, I guess, calling out, um, problematic behavior or problematic stereotypes or whatever it is. mm -hmm. Um, but it's so in your face and like Mm -hmm. sort of the way you would do it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think there was a, you know, speaking about that episode where, um, Bailey had to operate on the Nazi. Mm -hmm. Um, they did two things there in the calling out. Um, Mm -hmm. firstly, the fact that we had called Bailey the Nazi for so long and Mm -hmm. it was a Mm -hmm. funny thing, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and then and she says to to george just nobody ever call me Nazi, Nazi ever again, again. And yeah and called out themselves as the show mm-hmm. for making it this like jokey joke that we can mm-hmm. call someone who's really just um, firstly a phenomenal woman and surgeon mm-hmm. and who's just demanding of excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, we can call her the Nazi, or call anyone who's not an actual mm-hmm. Nazi a Nazi because maybe they're just strict, exactly demanding, mm-hmm. and they called themselves out by actually having someone who is you know who believes in. Nazism, who actually is a mm-hmm. white supremacist mm-hmm. and saying that this is not, this is not that. Mm. So we cannot call what Bailey is or does that because it's not the same thing. It's not thing. the
1: same thing. Exactly.
0: And they don't even say that.
1: That's not what yes. they say. Mm-hmm. That's
0: just, you know, you just, you get it because she's cause you know her now and you also, mm have seen this white supremacist and mm-hmm. and you can see the contrast and exactly. so you get that no this they don't have to tell us mm-hmm. exactly out loud.
1: yeah it's it's that difference that i was saying between um teaching and showing right exactly so they're, they're modeling something there right uh, exactly. they're modeling like accountability they're acknowledging it but they're doing it As human beings, I don't know how else to say it. The words are escaping me, but it's, let us show you, you know what I mean? As opposed to just tell you, you know?
0: Exactly. And they've just been telling us
1: a lot lately.
0: And they've just been telling us a lot lately. And Mm -hmm. there is a moment where Christina in that episode tells, Mm -hmm. um, which is also a wonderful thing that, I mean, I didn't even think about it until she said it really, is that, Mm Remember Bailey? Um, that that the Nazi guy didn't want Bailey to yeah. to see because obviously he's got yeah. this big swastika. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, "Get me a man," and then mm-hmm. he, she and gets then Richard. Yes. And then he's like, "Nope, not this man."
1: And I mean, that's me brilliant. Else. That's brilliant. Really, <laughs> do you see the way that to take they you to completely. the part of like. Yeah, of here is yeah. this man and he's actually ashamed because on some level he knows, right? And now yes. he's here in a position of needing help from those people he's othered, you know, so severely. Exactly.
0: Um and then Bailey calls Christina because mm-hmm. she's not because so she
1: knows exactly and she's
0: not white mm-hmm. yet. Christina is Jewish. I mean, you mm. her step, her step um, family is Jewish. And she talks about how her grandfather's family was killed in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, at the end of the episode, calls Bailey, calls out Bailey and, out and says, I just do not appreciate the fact that you used me because of my race. Which is mm-hmm. something we would never, th- I, I mean, as a black person, thinking about it like, And it's definitely something that needed to be highlighted. It is like, I wouldn't have thought of that. like Christina for your race, but it's exactly what Bailey did. That's exactly
1: what happened. I mean, it is, again, brilliant storytelling and you're speaking to the issue, right? And you're making Mm -hmm. it complex. And then also ultimately... George did the calling out of this man. Ye- A white yes. man told another white man it is his personal belief that the world would be better if people like him didn't exist, right? Exactly. And that is kind of pitch perfect because in real life, you know, that had it been Bailey or Christina or mm-hmm. um, the chief to go out on this man, right? And be like, you are blah, blah, blah. It would do nothing for nothing. him. Nothing. It would do mm. nothing for him because we know where he stands on these issues. So yeah, you take that and you compare it to these more you know, episodes. And it's just, it makes me, it's disappointing, let's say, right? I mean, I'm still in yeah. it. Let me say again, Grace, never stop. Never <laughs> I'll stop. Here. I'll be here until <laughs> the end, right? But also the other thing that I think about is how it's somewhat unnecessary to do all this. You know what I mean? Because Mm. they were already so pioneering, you know, the fact that women are in the lead, the fact that the women were often pushing back on it, that they were full 3D complex human beings, you know, it started with more representation in general, like particularly racially is what it was notable for, like in the news and for race blind casting or whatever they, oh, that's, I think that's what they call it. Um, yes, and it has yeah. always been so much more believable. It still is more believable, I think, because obviously because it's been on so long, but also they started so long ago. So to me, it's still like so pioneering. Then these all new shows that sort of come out now are called like the United Colors of Benetton vibes. You know, yes. like everybody they've they've cast a diverse you know quote unquote cast. And but, but then they just pretend everybody is righteous because of that, you know, in the cast. But Gray's actually brought the heft with it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I I feel I agree with you in that they don't have to actually do it like this because they've mm-hmm. always been they've always been like you say pioneering and diverse in actuality, mm-hmm. um, and also just even in the back. You know, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, you had uh, it. You know, women at the helm and women of color, and you you had a real um, sense of telling every different kind of story. It you know,
1: yeah. even
0: the fact that Christina is um, Asian and Jewish, mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's what? not
1: tokenistic. It doesn't. Play it's in not stereotypes you
0: know? It doesn't. Um mm-hmm. And even, you know, just who everyone is, it just isn't, it's not um, a trope mm-hmm. and it's not an end to, it means to any sort of end. Mm-hmm. It is just telling the story of these doctors who, you know, are growing up together and figuring out who they are um, and what they want to do and in a real, very real world. I also just love where there's a lot of you know, there's stories where they're just not questioning things, um, where it yeah. feels like this is almost just how it, it's just, it just is. Um, mm-hmm. And one that rem- that I remember is where um, Mark in the very early days was um, going to operate on a transgender woman mm-hmm. and um, who'd come in with her wife. And, you know, it was just what it was. The story is I think it was probably I think maybe a bit groundbreaking for its time um, for sure and yet it didn't it wasn't making it that mm-hmm. it was just normal it mm-hmm. was just here's this transgender woman who who really just wants to be in her her ex, her sort of her lived you know who she's living as mm-hmm. as a in her self self her lived body she just wants mm-hmm. to be in who she really in the body that she feels that she you know she belongs in mm-hmm. and yet um taking all of the hormone tablets was giving her cancer mm-hmm. um, and telling this that story of her just wanting to feel like herself and her truest mm-hmm. the truest version version of herself mm-hmm. and then of her wife who is yeah here supporting her but also just doesn't want her to die mm-hmm. and it's like this is my best friend this is you know, she is, she is my best, the best friend that I married, mm-hmm. same person. And, you know, but telling it, like there's that heartbreaking side of, you know, the possibility of losing this person forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just telling the story as if it was an everyday thing. And for the time, it certainly wasn't. And mm-hmm. I find, I feel like if they told that story today, they might've botched it up.
1: Again, that's the brilliant um kind of storytelling that I that I have nostalgia for, right? Where y- yeah. to me the crux is always like showing you that extra layer of complexity, you know? Yeah. And for instance, yes, that episode being about a transgender woman getting reassignments or like that is already sort of groundbreaking in and of itself, like the humanizing of a transgender person that way. But then yes. to also add on, like let's look at it from this wo- this woman's partner's perspective, you know, and yeah. this is someone she loves, but this person is changing their gender, which is kind of fundamental if you were with them and fell in love and built a life with them before. And so of course you have feelings of loss associated with that, right? Which isn't something yeah. that we often focus on, because when you're trying to like advocate for something, you 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 know, you're running full speed ahead, you know, with like the goal is this. So everybody has to be on the page, you know, yeah. of let them be who they are, right? And so they, but there are real losses attached to that. There's real mm. like emotional struggle, you know. Um yeah. in terms of coming around to that for people who are in relationship with transgender people, right? And you can understand yeah. need to focus just on the transgender people and getting them free, right? But I mm. like that there was always, and again, I go back, I think of the the mother of the school shooter and mm. the way she was there being like, you know, this is my child. And I, I yeah. can't believe she did this because that is a true thing that happens. Like, we just focus on, oh, because we love a monster, you know? We yes. love people that make us feel like we're better. You know what I mean? And until yeah. that episode, I'll be dead honest, like, often. And I mean, I'm one of those people who... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm super compelled by a true crime story, you know. And yeah. um, I'll be watching whatever documentary they release about like some serial killer in wherever, right? But I don't think like this person has a mother who loves yes. them, who loved them. You know what I mean for? And what yeah. are they feeling? You know? Yeah. And um, so yeah, that that I love when they do that. And then I'm also thinking about now moving away, sort of just from advocacy, but I'm going back to what you were talking about with sort of like representing uh, sort of marginalized folks. The folks aren't very uh, popular in sort of mainstream media. Mm. Popular is probably the wrong word. But as you were saying, like here's Christina, but she's act- but she's also Jewish. You know, like you, mm. you, you know, you put away the stereotypes. I remember the episode um, when Derek and Meredith. Uh, had a patient who was I believe Vietnamese but they needed yeah. to do a shamanic ritual um, yes she
0: was her Hmong I think that oh, was oh Hmong the yes was. she
1: was Hmong, yes, Hmong. Yes, yes 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 that's absolutely correct um and the way they represented like again this is the thing about like modeling Inclusivity, right? That they would do so well with that sort of matter of factness. You know what I mean? Like they didn't exoticize overly, you know, the need for this ritual or anything. They were just like, all right, this is what the family needs and wants. Like, let's make it happen, you know? And Derek flew in somebody, like went that far to accommodate, you know, somebody else. And I just thought that was so beautiful versus, I think, I can't remember, was it season 16 or 17? where Owen did something similar, but I believe this was for Native American indigenous patients. But again, the way they did that was very lectury, you know? It was like, it, it didn't feel fully like humanizing and accepting they made those patients like super special and like they were doing yes. advocacy for the issues in their community you know what I mean which again like hard approve as we said we agree with exactly yes it's just um we've moved away from that sort of meaty juicy storytelling you know yeah. because and I mean I'll ask you this like because it, it's tough like how do you get it right how do you get? making a fictional story like you know a mm. v- this is a vehicle a tv show for storytelling right and you wanted to address real life issues right mm. it's difficult to get it right like perfectly right you know
0: it is difficult i mean and i think it's something a lot of shows struggled with mm-hmm. these last i guess the last year and a half mm. um, just in my experience watching a lot of television it is something that, you know a lot of people were trying to tell you know the story of you know blm or um covid or Mm. who's suffering in covid and and it is difficult um because at the same time these were sort of issues that were very much on the forefront Mm -hmm. of everybody's minds um at the time, and it it maybe maybe feels a bit um, callous to not at all address it. Right. Um, but but I do think there is, you know, like we've spoken about, there is a way to tell story, mm-hmm. and let story be the vehicle to really um, humanize these issues, rather than you know st- make it statistics. Um, yeah. To, to really like tell a human story, um, a real story and not Mm -hmm. having to solve the issue in the 40 minutes or even in the season. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's necessary. And it's, I don't even think that it's helpful. Mm -hmm. I think it's more helpful to tell just stories because human, humanity is moving, you know? Um, It is moving enough.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Uh, vulnerability is moving. Say, for instance, the story, the the issue we're trying to speak to is exactly like discrimination in the medical system towards Black people, right? Mm, like yeah. showing me go say as a Black woman with my child, and I'm trying to get help, but the staff doesn't like understand African-American vernacular English or something, you know? And so they didn't get what I mean because nobody mm. was there, you know? Um, or I saw like a really compelling tweet from somebody that I, I follow because we met in Montreal and it was during COVID and she tweeted that her mom had called to see if he needed to go get tested, right? Mm-hmm. And her mom was having trouble breathing. And my this, this person that I follow is multiracial. Her mom is black. And they said, well, just check to see if your lips turn blue, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then you should be going. And like, Black people's lips don't turn blue like that yeah. <laughs> harder to tell so something where like you you know you show that but without saying like nurses are being discriminatory nobody is culturally competent right. in the medical system you know what I mean where you be where you issue size it instead of humanize it issue size is yes. not a word but you I think you understand what I'm saying and and you were telling me the other day about how it's actually kind of dangerous, even for the political agenda that you're trying to do, because when you keep doing it like this, you're reaching people who are on the "quote unquote" left. I know that that's not a perfect term to people who are listening. I'm not, you know, trying to glom everybody, but you get what I mean. And yes. saying you're right, right, but like it's you're also what not reaching people on the right or you're reaching them and you're saying you're wrong
0: you're wrong
1: you know exactly Mm. when you put it
0: and it's yeah and I think it's also you know it's really the moment to get past all of that and to just Mm. just to be and just Mm. say like this is something that affects me because this is where I'm you know, this is where I grew up or this is my context or whatever it is. And, and just let me matter. And mm. I think that's something that they did so well, um, you know, in, you know, a, a while ago, um, right. I even remember now, hear me care we will (laughs) not lose you because I mean this character annoyed me to no end Erica Hahn Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. however I remember there was a time where the chief had invited um Derek and Mark to some a guy's night just it's gonna Mm -hmm. be the guys and they're hanging out and Erica felt offended because Mm -hmm. she wasn't invited Mm -hmm. and she, she said to the chief, like, to have your attendings, you know, invite you these, you know, two attendings to a guy's night and not your, you know, your this. I mean, Erica was really new at the time and not invite yeah. your, this female, um, attending it, it's sexist, you know, it's yeah. It, and and I hated how she can com- what she like did in her comparison, but I got the point, like,
1: yeah, I mean, it. What she did in her comparison was true to her character. I will admit yes. that the character may have been annoying, but let us also admit that it was consummate acting.
0: You know? It was. I mean, especially watching her back now, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. She was just very good. She was very, very
1: good. And let me tell you, that speech about needing glasses, I'm not going to lie, <gasps> it got to me. And I, and I, so, oh, it hit me right still, in the chest. It, it still exactly, hits me oh my god oh my god me. she just says it's leaves oh and I'm like oh my yeah. god, stop talking Erica go be free and gay <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, and it's like I miss those sort of things where it's like mm. it's just I'm me I'm annoying louder you know sort of mm. uh, brash and <laughs> brash but this is who I am and this is how I felt. You offended me. And mm-hmm. it'd be fine, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. it'd it not be, like, ooh, everyone's so sensitive. It'd not be about that at all. But it'd just be about Erica. Yeah. And just I'm feeling hurt by this. Especially mm-hmm. for someone like who's always felt out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, it,
1: like, adopting many, many masculine traits, which is something that yes. women do, you know, to get ahead. And to already be doing all that and still not being invited to the thing, you know? The boys club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also that's the truth of it, right? That's the truth of, again, the quotidian ways in which all the isms affect us, right? Yes. It's not, nobody wakes up and is like, today I shall be the sexist of the workplace, you yes. know? Be warned, you know? It just happens in these, like, ways, you know? And I love that when they would be confronted. And actually, I would say the same is true. I think Christina... And her decision not to have children and her pregnancy and her abortion is like one like very, very well-told story, you know? Yeah. That speaks to an issue, you know, about reproductive rights, you know? And women's choices and control of their bodies. And it's about Christina specifically the whole time. And there's no, um, how do you say, they don't make it some sort of special issue they don't make anybody a hero they don't make anybody an absolute villain right like when she talks about these things the full emotion and struggle of it is there right but so is the sort of like advocacy piece I guess you but because Christina was that character who like would never ever ever no matter what happened abandon herself you know and what she needed to be true for her and that is a very important thing for like a story to be told for women's liberation in general, just as yes. individual people who are trying not to be like forever, you know, yoked under the weight of patriarchy, <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? All, everybody has to go and find themselves and know themselves and then refuse with absolute determination. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And conviction to abandon themselves and what they yes. need in this life, because they do only have the one life, you know? And, yeah it is very arbitrary where we draw these moral lines you know what I mean like it is for you to decide like what you can and can't live with I can't know what's best for you and so I love that Christina provoked that a lot but again they talked about that issue without talking about that issue
0: (laughs) you know you know completely actually I that is it is a a one long story of Mm -hmm. a woman just deciding who she wants to be in this world, what she Mm -hmm. wants and what she doesn't want and Mm -hmm. to be, and having the right to, to choose that and Mm -hmm. own it and stick by it until the very end. Um, Mm. and not having to feel bad about it or feel like she owes anyone, um, for it. Uh, and, you know, even on the other side of, you know, Bailey, Wanting to, you know, for instance, wanting to have her kids, her, her son and mm-hmm. raise her son and still sort of find, figure out how to be, um, a, a good mom and still be a good surgeon and mm. to not have to choose necessarily, but to able to mm-hmm. be able to figure out like how, and I guess similar to Meredith, to figure mm. out how can I do this the best I can, um, wanting both things. Um, mm-hmm. And letting that also be a feminist story as much yeah. as Christina's is a feminist story. Oh um, my god!
1: Yeah, and absolutely. I actually forgot about that. I forgot about Bailey because it's earlier season. Bailey because yes. even when she's pregnant, remember she delays telling. You know,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, because she's like my career, which is a true thing in women's lives, right? And you just which show is a it, true
0: thing, you know. Yeah.
1: And you don't. There was never an episode where they were like discrimination on the basis of pregnancy in the workplace exactly (laughs) (laughs) is a cheap concern and how sad and blah 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 you know Uh, instead they had these beautiful monologues about their life and what they were feeling you know
0: exactly um Okay, hot, hot topic. I want okay. to get your. I actually thought about this um before, just uh, like a couple of minutes before we started. How do you feel about the way they did the Harper Avery story, where he turns out to be um this you know sexual predator?
1: Oh yes,
0: and then they're like sort of taken down, and then you know he's they re renamed the whole award and it's now mm-hmm. the K- Catherine fox Award. the whole thing
1: mm-hmm. i mean the way i felt about it was sort of the definitely the way we're thinking about it now i was like oh okay they're doing a me too episode you know yes which isn't the way you want it. You know, the way that you want to think about it, right? You want to be in the story, but because yes. of the world we live in now, again, you're right, they're doing... Their episodes are essentially tweets sometimes yes. about whatever's going on. I mean, how do you feel? Because you thought about it before me. Let me just jump off from whatever you say to like see if I can con- con- consolidate my thoughts because I hadn't thought about it.
0: Firstly, it was definitely one of those things... I thought that exact thing. I was like, oh yeah, it's the me too thing. Um, mm. Cause I thought like when I thought back on it, I was like, why did they do that again? I was like, oh yes, it was me too era. Mm-hmm. So it felt very much like a story contrived mm-hmm. for, for that very, you know, mm-hmm. s- you know, scenario. And of course it was the, you know, really big, uh, bad guy. Yeah. Who, gives these awards and you know he's like the the icon maker in Mm -hmm. in medicine sort of um and then turns out to be a sexual um predator Mm -hmm. and so we can but we can take him down we can i guess quote unquote um cancel him and we can rename the whole thing make it new and it just felt so neat it, so it was tidy. too neat and the
1: other thing too about that going which tie, you know going back to what we said today already is that it gave us a simple narrative again you know yeah big bad guy gotta face it he's canceled you know? yes there wasn't my and, and what what kills me actually now I'm remembering the episode is that there was so much story to tell from the perspective of Jackson from the perspective of Catherine. You know yes. what I mean? Like there was so much to be mined there in a juicy fashion, if you want yeah. it, you know? Yeah. About And, and you I know f- what's really funny too? Uh, it's it's brought up a, a memory of um, another show that's super dramatic, not at all a medical show, but did a Me Too storyline well. Style, it was stylized in the style of the show, but I don't know if you watched The Good Fight. Yes. Yes. So do I you remember the, the head of the firm? <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. yes. Yes, um, Audra McDonald. Audra's. Oh, there's our Grace connection. She's from yes. Private Practice. Audra. Ah, oh, what's circles. Audra's
0: name even on the show? Because I'm like oh calling God. her Audra, I'm and I'm like, to That's not her name? I,
1: only, I don't even remember her name from Private Practice. I just know her as Audra McDonald.
0: Same. Um,
1: let Let me let me get us some names. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> But it's her, she plays her Liz, Liz Reddick, yes. So yes. her dad, Main Reddick, was um, a predator, right? And they yes. they did that in the hard way. People said things yeah. that were not neat, you know, yes. in those episodes. And actually, I, I don't think you've started the new season.
0: But I haven't um, yet.
1: I'll give you. I'm not going to give you a full spoiler, but I'll give you an example of, of how they make it juicy. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's some new associates, some new interns, and one of them who she's sort of like trying to mentor, but doesn't really understand. You know, the, this new mm-hmm. associate is kind of an interesting character, um, and the new and she's sort of like behaving above her station for an associate. Like she's pulling mm. in clients, and they're like, "What? Why do they want you to represent them?" You know, and yeah. she's just not giving in to what's expected of an associate and so audra's character liz says okay i'm gonna be your mentor and then she's like oh thank you and as she's leaving she says um i really admired your father you know and just bounces (laughs) 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 and you know you're left with that queasy feeling in your stomach you know Um, yeah yeah and and and, it's it's sorry no 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 continue
0: It's. I I was gonna just say that it's something. Um. Actually, spoke to. I I was chatting to my boyfriend about yesterday. We were, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) talking about. Um. It. It was on Netflix. You know how House of Cards. um, Yeah. Is on Netflix, and it 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 showed up on the you know the big banner thing. Um, and I was like, oh, it's your show. Um, Mm -hmm. and. I mean, he's like oh yeah because he used to love house of cards mm-hmm. um but of course it's the kevin spacey show mm-hmm. so and he's like he was talking about how like he loves kevin Spacey, and like yeah i mean even though he's a sexual redditor and he's like mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's the tough part and and mm-hmm. i said look here's the thing i love and uh, please guys don't hate me please don't I cancel me but i love Arcady's music And I said to him, like, it's it's tough for me because he is devilish. He is Mm -hmm. honestly, um, he's a there's a lot of Satan's help that he's he's done. Yeah.
1: And as far as like you hear the story of a human being and you're like, ooh, not that one. You know, yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you.
0: And yet he's this genius, this musical genius. I mean, he can hardly read, but he's he's like this musical icon but also a sexual predator and child rapist like child Mm -hmm, mm rapist you know mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. let's just call it what it is Mm -hmm. um and just and we just spoke a little bit about like how people aren't just one thing Mm -hmm. you know we're not you know in the way that he's not He, you know, R. Kelly is a musical genius. Uh He's also a sexual predator. And Mm. he's also a victim of child molestation. Right. Right. And yeah. And I think it's one of those things where I think they missed maybe that bit of an opportunity in the hyper everything, in that, you know, people are not just one thing. And it's okay to hold Mm. the whole person. Mm. while also acknowledging, you know, for me, you know, R. Kelly, for instance, should be muted. I I don't want him playing on radios and Mm -hmm. streamed and whatever because I do believe that it's that sort of, you know, him still getting all of the the money is what makes him think he he can get away with this sort of behavior because, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no consequences or whatever. But in in the real way, I also can say he did write the world's greatest and Mm. i believe i can fly and you know all these Mm -hmm. you know these iconic songs which i you know hope to not hear on radio for years yeah and
1: i mean the consequence of knowing this about someone is that yeah you remove the comfort with which you could engage with the person's work you know and that is actually appropriate Sometimes I find yes. that people are fighting to not have to feel discomfort. You know what I mean? And it's yes. like, how? You know? Like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> yes. th- this is the natural consequence, you know, of finding, uh, you know, people are like, yeah, oh, but can I still listen to his music? And it's like, you can literally do anything. Nobody has you handcuffed, you know? Exactly. What, you're, what you're actually trying to fight for is to forget about it. To not the, feel bad about to it. not feel bad about the bad did. And that's precisely what keeps the bad things happening. You know? Yes. Instead yeah. of trying to close our eyes and pretend that like people aren't bad or being like, oh, with bad people, we throw them away and erase their name of things and now everything's fine. You know what I mean? Exactly. We would do better to sit with them to be like, tell me how we got here so we know how to prevent this in all places at all times
0: exactly and and i and i think that's like that is a big thing is to mm. i think another point is to sit in that stickiness you know mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. sticky because it's mm-hmm. sticky, it feels mm-hmm. muddy. Because, because it's, it's muddy. Mi- it feels yeah. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because it's uncomfortable, and exactly. to sit in it, whether it's something you agree with or disagree with, and mm-hmm. to just you know sit in that gray,
1: because it's also uh, good. Good job. I see what you did there. Wink, wink. <laughs> <Rosa>. Yeah, <laughs> because it's also what we have. You know. Yeah. I. I I had that epiphany a couple of years ago, where you know, unfortunately for me, <laughs> my boss was kind of racist, or let me say, had mm-hmm. racist views about things, you know, and mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, the thing about South Africans, f- red flag number one, you know, just all of them, you know, <laughs> the thing about all of the South Africans, right? And or and or and then I'm like, okay, let me breathe you know maybe tell us about us maybe he is speaking about south africans you know and then he says there are a bunch of whiners who um complain who complain and make everything about race you know so obviously that's red flag number two through 500 right like (laughs) (laughs) um, because now clearly you're talking about black south africans right you're not talking about all south africans and he's he just he's upset that they're upset you know what I mean and part of yeah. my issue was like but it's what we have you know what I mean even if I grant you um agreement you know and say mm. okay they are whiny you know what I mean or they are oversensitive hard to disagree by the way listeners <laughs> you know? Like But let's say But let's <laughs> say that is the case. You still mm. that is still what you have. This is what they're expressing to you, how they feel. So instead of saying don't feel that way, you're yes. wrong to feel that way, aka gaslighting. Just figure it out. Let's find out. Just how they figure can it happen. out. Just figure it out. Like let's make a world in which they don't have to feel that way. Because by the way, they feel that way for very specific reasons. You yes. might not find those reasons to compel you to be angry or to compel yes. you to be upset. You know what I mean? But that's truly irrelevant because it's not actually about you (laughs) (laughs) You
0: exactly and i think that's i think that was the magic that which you've just spoken about is the magic of what Grace was doing Mm -hmm. years ago in Mm -hmm. just telling you the story this is the story this is Mm -hmm. it this is this is this is what it is Mm -hmm. and not and not letting us i mean they were not asking too many questions about like is this person's story worthwhile or anything it was just this is the story and you were just meeting different human beings. And this is what we're engaging in now. And Mm -hmm. even like you spoke about that, um, the episode with the serial killer on death row, it was, that one was quite an uncomfortable one. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorites still, but it was, it was sticky. It was uncomfortable. and Yeah. Especially
1: the creepier they made him, you know, the
0: creepier they made him. And also you, I mean, again, depending on what you believe in, like you are kind of feeling, you know, very much like Meredith um, feeling for them, the human, human or Mm -hmm. part of, of, you know, killing someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of all, all you could just honestly just believe it's what he deserves, which is also fine because I mean, again, he's a serial killer. It's not Mm -hmm. like um, he's this, you know, innocent man, Mm -hmm. Um, but to sit in it, Mm-hmm. and to just be in that experience and to see her go to the execution and to just sit in it mm-hmm. and it, it's uh, there's a level of discomfort with whatever you believe I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and to just be able to sit in it and I, and I think without it moralizing to mm. anyone right um yeah and, and I and I think that's I think that's maybe what we're missing is that it, it's not like, <laughs> Without it having to moralize, let's just, Mm -hmm. this is the story. This is what we have. We have these people who feel this way or experience this thing. We have this context. And to to just sit in that and just let it be, you know, maybe question yourself Mm -hmm. about what you believe, but not to have to sort of feel like, oh, here we go again. And and, I, and maybe yeah. that's what it is a bit now. Is like, oh, here we go. Again. Well, it's. Like, I mean, it's,
1: well, and also it's what you were saying before. <laughs> like you said to me that you don't remember when it became about the times, um, mm. instead of just being like about the time of year. You know, Thanksgiving episode, Halloween episode. Yeah, you know? exactly. It like, like it was just times. And exactly. Yeah, I think I think we've gotten to a good place here, and appropriately. Complex and nuance. Honestly, with this episode, I think people should try make a drinking game out of how many times I said complex and nuance. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I literally can't think of any other (laughs) synonyms in this moment. Which is just to say, yeah, I think we've 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 pretty much discussed this ish this topic of depicting, approaching, handling social justice on a TV show through the lens of grays with you know about the right amount of complexity (laughs) yeah (laughs) and nuance nuance (laughs) (laughs) that is applicable and Mm. yeah go back to don't focus so much on the times you know tell us about the issues but tell us through stories of the people who face this these issues yeah i think i think we're good
0: I think we're good. And um just one more thing. I'm really excited. Grace is coming back. Yeah. Um, so it's it's getting close, and I'm getting even more excited. Um, especially having these discussions. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's that show that we love. So I'm really excited for that. But yeah, um, I've got a quote that we can oh, end wow. with. Um, it's really short and quick, and it's from season four. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember Walter Tapley, he was, um, Richard's mentor and he came for heart surgery Mm. and basically forced, um, uh, Han to perform the surgery. But, um, it was around the time that George was the chief's intern and he's talking about having been held back a bit. Um, Mm. but you know, Walter says, you know, learning is like healing. It happens over time. Mm.
1: That's a good quote. That's it. That is a very, very good quote. And it is so super timely for me, um, which I will discuss with you offline. (laughs) Because we have to end this episode. (laughs) We've been here for a while. So thank you all again for listening.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we can't wait to chat soon.
1: Yeah. We'll see you next week.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, great. All right. bye. 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 Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at assumeitwillbebrilliantpod.
0: And if you have any queries, questions or comments, please email us at assumeitwillbebrilliant at gmail.com.
1: And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.